Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. And Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back, George Norrie, along with Brooks Agnew. Brooks, let's talk a little bit about Armageddon. Are we? Do you think we're in it? Um, well, Armageddon is a physical place, but the, the idea is the final conflict when, I guess, uh, mankind is going to have this ultimate battle. Millions of people are going to die in one battle, and... Uh, I don't, I don't know if we're there yet or not, because the reason is because we're talking. We are, we're still talking, and if we're talking, we're not fighting. And there, I think on the horizon, uh, there's a chance that we're going to do more talking. So I think we're actually at a point where we can communicate instantaneously around the globe, and unless uh, the powers that are really behind everything really want to destroy the world. I think there's a path forward to peace. I do, I do feel that. I mean, I know there are ideologies that just um, are are uh, diametrically opposed to one another, like light and darkness. We do feel light and darkness. We feel low frequency, high frequency. But I think what's happening, what I'm observing, is that there's a parallel economy, there's a parallel society that's forming right now. And that's kind of what I wrote about in the Grand Division, that people of light are coming together, either physically or online. And what's happening is that light is beginning to get brighter and brighter. People are becoming more and more enlightened, more and more tolerant, more and more um, uh, homogenous as a people. And what's happening is the darkness is not aware of it. It says in the scriptures, you know, that the light shall shine, but the darkness shall comprehend it not. 
And that's what I see happening. And I don't think that Armageddon's going to happen if if we're not aware of each other. Is this a battle of is this a battle though of good versus evil? I, I don't. I mean, it appears that way. We we want to uh, break it down to something that simple, but I don't think it is. I think it's a battle of frequencies. It's a battle of consciousness. It's not really good versus evil. You know, black versus white, or good versus bad, as judged by you know the Ten Commandments. If you want to just get really simple about it. I think it's more based on frequency, and it appears as though there are beings on this planet. We were talking about UFOs earlier, and UFOs have aliens in them, or at least beings that are more advanced than those of us down here on the ground watching them fly around in the sky. If they're the ones that are in charge of it, then there has to be some reason why they want conflict all the time. They don't want us living in peace. They, don't they want, want us on uh, the edge all the time, don't they? They want us on the edge all the time. And if you go back in time, go back as far as history goes, I suppose, eight, nine, ten thousand years, as far as you go, we've always been fighting, you know, with slings and stones or spears, or now it's, you know, weapons that have a lot more collateral damage. And we're on the verge of, you know, somebody doing something terrible and irreversible. We started uh, this discussion talking about a dual Earth theory. Tell me about that. Well, I, when I first came on Coast to Coast in 2005, we just we just finished uh, the first volume of the Ark of Millions of Years, and what we had discovered in that first book, which is about I don't know, close to 500 pages, maybe a little longer than that, is that Earth was both. 4.5 billion years old and a little over 6,000 years old. And there was evidence of both. And I mean, either both of them were undeniable. And when scientifically I resolved that, I likened it to having a five gallon bucket full of glass marbles. That's lower energy matter. You could still fill that bucket up with water, which is the higher vibrational matter filling in the space. So you have two forms of matter occupying the same space at the same time, which is the bucket. That's kind of what Earth is. Earth is higher vibrational matter, which has consciousness. It, it respirates. It tends towards stasis. It protects itself against toxins. If there's a bad fire or an Earth spill or a volcano, and within a few decades, Earth evens out again and comes back to its, you know, blue gorgeousness in the space. So that description of Earth matches the description that we see in Genesis, where we have a spiritual creation, Adam and Eve, Garden of Eden, etc., and we have a fallen Earth to which Noah and his ship, which he called the Ark of Noah, appears, by the way, Noah and gets in his ship, sails for seven months, and ends up in wherever with his ark lands on the Mount of Ararat. But the, the theory, or at least the observation, that these two Earths merged in this spot around this sun, in this outer rim of the Milky Way galaxy, and that one day it's going to return to its paradisiacal glory. That's where the dual Earth theory came from.
Now, when you say merged, was it a collapse, a collision? Uh, yes, it was. But because they're two phases of matter, they didn't destroy each other. They amalgamated. They, they become one? Well, they became two occupying the same space in the same time here around, you know, this sun. Uh, they they are still in conflict, but in some reasonable harmony. And what's happening now is we're beginning to see this this Coriolis force, which is what happens when you have any rotating body. You have a Coriolis effect, which is a, a force which moves at a right angle to the rotation. It, it, it wants to do that. But when you have two bodies, one revolving inside the other one, they will tend to oscillate. They'll modulate. And what we're seeing with the movement of our magnetic pole, like a lot, it's really wobbling, like hundreds of miles now off course. That is evidence of a Coriolis effect of two bodies revolving around the same axis. What do you think of the Bible, Brooks? I had a guest on last night who thought it was not what we think it is. What about you? My take in it is I've, I've read it a lot, and I, I taught Sunday school for 25 years. 25 years? Yeah, I'm not a novice. Uh, I've been through it a lot of times with a lot of students. I guess so. I, I feel it is a remnant. It is a remnant. There is evidence of big areas in the Bible where there's no footprints. Something is missing. Something was removed. This pathway we started in Genesis 1 uh, meanders through the Old Testament, and there are big areas of beach that have no footprints. It means somebody removed something, and they removed it for a reason. Now, I, I hear people make the argument, well, that's because, you know, God only wants us to have this much. Yeah, but I got news for you. Man only wants us to have this much. So true as it is, I think the Bible is a remnant. I think there's a lot more to it than what is in the Bible. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. In your savings weather an economic storm, think about what you've put away for the future. Inflation can render cash worthless. Real estate can crash like in 2008. Economies built on a mountain of debt can fall like a house of cards. And there are very few physical assets you can invest in that can stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. It's why people are flocking to it now and why Birch Gold is busier than ever. Through a little-known tax loophole... 
Birch Gold can let you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold, and the best part, it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket to make that change. To learn more, text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Let me ask you this again. Can your IRA or 401k weather an economic storm? If not, call the people I trust, Birch Gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What do you think of the story of the Nephilim? I first read uh, the Book of Enoch when it was just fragments. Um, there was a, a Slavic version of it that was translated into English, and I think there were only two copies of it on the planet at the time Thomas Jefferson was president. It was that rare. Now we have a lot of uh, good publications of the Book of Enoch and way more interpretations of the Book of Enoch. But one thing becomes clear. The prophet Enoch absolutely definitely existed. He is quoted lots of times in the New and Old Testaments. The fact that he was trusted by the giants of that day, which there was a tribe of giants called the Nephilim, but there were also fallen angels who didn't interact with Enoch, but who were also called Nephilim. Um, so people get them confused, but there were there was a tribe of giants called Nephilim, and there were other tribes of giants, the Anakim and the Jibarim and all these different tribes. They trusted Enoch, and they came to Enoch and said, look, we, we're not bad people. Yeah, we might be 18 feet tall, and you know we don't live as long as you, but we're good people, and we want to be saved. And so Enoch went to God and asked God, what about it? You know, I mean, these guys really helped us. They helped us build buildings, and they helped us, uh, you know, record, redirect rivers, and what about it? And God said, no, no. And what was the reason? And this is kind of what comes out of the book of Enoch, that there is a bloodline of DNA on this planet that comes from Lucifer, and that cannot be saved. And that DNA is capable of housing demons. You remember demons like like the third of the host of heaven cast out. Right. They're, they don't come to Earth the same way we do. We come through what's called the well of souls. How many of those so, are running around here? Well, you figure... George, if it's a third of the host of heaven, I don't know how big that was, but there's eight billion of us alive on Earth. I don't know, maybe there's a half a trillion spirits out there. Some are not alive right now, but uh, they will be again someday when we die. Um, there might be a lot. We might be outnumbered 20 to 1 right now as far as mortals on the Earth. Jeez. But that's in spirit form. If they could be born here in the flesh... We have a real problem on our hands because these people are born knowing they cannot be saved. What, do they, what do they want? 
they want to win the war, the same war that we were fighting before this world was formed. That's and right. I don't know how that, I don't know what the winner is. I don't get it, but I'm, that's, they gotta, they have to know that eventually they're gonna lose. I mean, I read the book, We Win in the end, but. Is that a war uh, for our souls? It is. And they can't beat us because there's enmity. There's all kinds of covenants and things that are in place because we kept our first estate. But we could lose our second one. We could give up our soul. And I think that's what the real battle is over. Interesting take. Are you scared? Does it bother you? No, I don't have any fear over it. Uh, uh, I know that I'm indestructible. I'm a, I'm a individual soul address in the universe. And if they kill my physical body, it's no issue to me. I will get another one. When we first started talking back in 2005, weren't you going to take a uh, trawler into the center of the earth? <laughs> That's kind of a, a condensation, but it wasn't a trawler. It was a Russian nuclear-powered icebreaker. What happened? Uh, well, life happened. but uh, and We were going to plan to go in 2008, you remember, so we started raising money in 2007, and we raised awareness, and we did a pilot film, and and things were going along fine, and then the economy had something else in mind in 2008. So it all got kind of mothballed for a while. So then we were going to try again, and um, we, you know we started putting the, the funds together. Uh, we got it all together in 2020. Actually, it was 2019. You have to plan these things a long time in advance. So we actually bought the plane tickets. We bought the train tickets. We we put our cameras together. We were all ready to go on what we call a dry run. We were going to fly to Moscow, then go to St. Petersburg, then go up to Murmansk. We were going to get on the ship, interview, you know, make sure everything, the pathway and the, 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 the uh, logistics were all figured out. We'd spent the money. We had our team ready to go. And then the lockdown came. And we lost all our money. They, the Aeroflot wouldn't refund our money, and they oh. lost all the money on the trains. And I mean, it was a disaster. We lost a lot of money, but it, it, it's no big deal. But it, it was just frustrating because we were all ready to go in 2021. Yeah, everything was lined up, right? In 2020, yeah, we were ready for the Roaring Twenties like everybody else was. What do you think you would have discovered? Objectively? Uh, I think we might have just seen whales and ice. But uh, scientifically, we wanted to be prepared for, for everything. Because this is kind of like going into the wilderness and you have to take everything with you. If you forgot an extension cord or something like that, you, you can't go back and get it. There's no resupply ship. So um, we were going to take 100 scientists, six different universities. Uh, we were going to get on the ship and sail for 15 days. That's out of Vermonsk. We would have been crunching ice for about seven, seven and a half days, be on location for about a half a week, maybe four days, and then sail back to Vermonsk. That was, that was the plan. So the hope was that we were going to an area of the Arctic Ocean that nobody had ever sailed before. You can't get to it unless you have a Russian nuclear-powered icebreaker. There's no other ship on Earth that can make this trek except these Arctica-class uh, ships. 
going to be amazing in the sense that we were going to lay eyes on an area of Earth no man had ever seen before. Now, these oceans are about 4,400 meters deep. So, obviously, if we're going to get samples off the bottom, because the idea was that if there is a vent in the crust that, that connects these two oceans, one on the inside of the crust and the one we're sailing on, there's got to be a high concentration of fossils and chemistry and all kinds of things around that opening. And so that assumption leads these six universities to check crystallinity, water chemistry, magnetism, and, of course, to get samples off the bottom. So we had to design, and I'm a pretty good designer, uh, we had to design equipment to drop over the side of the ship that could go all the way to the bottom, grab a core of, say, the top meter of silt on the bottom, and then reinflate and come back to the surface and deliver that sample to us. Richard, and, uh, Admiral Byrd would have been proud of you. Yeah, well, it's true. Uh, you know, he saw it from 2,500 feet. We see it from the from the sea level. Nobody's ever seen it from there. Is it, is it there? That's a good question. But, um, you know, it's sort of like uh, the greatest expedition ever done. Yeah, it costs three and a half million dollars to get there and back. But suppose you do find something. Suppose there is a vent. And suppose that these UFOs that are flying around we see up in the sky, they got to go somewhere. They got to they park somewhere. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern. And go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.